Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello and welcome back to the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series here on Gwinnett Business Radio X. We're excited to have you join us for this series that salutes and recognizes women that are making an impact. Today's show is presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. This series is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. Speaking of McCarthy, I am joined today by two powerhouse ladies from the McCarthy Atlanta office. Good morning, Anna Griffin, and good morning, Lizzie Burge. Morning. Morning. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Before we shift, shift gears, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to speak a little bit about McCarthy and your roles within. Sure. We'll so, um, yeah, so McCarthy is a general contractor. Um, so we have uh, over 150 years of experience. Uh, we're a 100% employee-owned company, which is uh, different than most companies out there. But what that really does is uh, it makes us all accountable for the bottom line and uh, really uh, increases the value that we bring to our clients. Uh, our Atlanta office is part of our southern region. Uh, so our southern region is comprised of Atlanta, uh, Dallas, and our Houston offices. Uh, and we really specialize in aviation, healthcare, and education uh, construction. But throughout our um, national presence. Uh, we also do hospitality, solar, wastewater, uh, civil and marine work as well. Um, and really the goal of McCarthy is to be the best builder in America. Uh, and the way we do that is through our core values of um, we not I, genuine and all in. Uh, and like so, that. yeah, so all of us really embody that. Uh, and so what it means is I have the CEO's number in my phone mm -hmm. and I can call him at any time and I know he's gonna answer the phone. So uh, the dynamic at McCarthy is really uh, amazing. Uh, and it really promotes uh, the great culture we have, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to promoting women within our industry. Yes. Um, so all of our uh, executives got together and they kind of realized, hey, we need to start an initiative to make sure that we make sure our women succeed. Uh, and so we established the McCarthy Partnership for Women. That's exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so the, the goal of the Partnership for Women really is to attract, develop, and retain the best women in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really been excited, uh, exciting to be a part of. We um, do events throughout the year, personal development, uh, and then really community outreach is what we do. Um, so my role within McCarthy is I'm a project manager. Mm -hmm. uh, so for my whole career, I've been in the field. So with a hard hat and vest on, um, building projects for clients, which was uh, amazing. And I've recently got the opportunity to come into the office and do a little more business development, which has allowed me to learn a little bit more about the business side. And the relationship um, side. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's been um, a very different um, type of a job, mm -hmm. a different mindset. You know, you go out into a construction site and you see a set of plans and uh, there's a little creativity involved in how you execute it but for the most part it's black and white uh, and so this has really allowed me to use my creative side of the brain which has been nice very nice well congratulations to you being to you both being a woman in a male-dominated industry um, I want to just parlay really quickly to Lizzie because I understand that you are somebody that spearheaded the project um, the women's initiative from its inception maybe you can speak a little bit about um, the driving force behind it and your experience with the program we just, in general, realized that, um, you know, women make up 50% of, of 
humans and we weren't representing all of that 50% here at McCarthy or in the industry in general. Um, just a few numbers for you. McCarthy has 24.3% female um, you know, employees in the in general region, excuse me, industry is lo- a little bit lower at 23.9. So in general, we just realized how are we getting the best outcomes for our owners and to clients and just in general with our business that um, if we're only ha- if we're having 75% of our group being male and mm-hmm. not you know not representing everybody, so we just realized that that was just an important thing that we need to push on. Like Anna said, um, retain, attract, train. Um, we want to get the best people in general. We want to keep them. We want to train them and get them to where they need to be. Um, so right now our emphasis is women. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're hoping that we don't have a need for that in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're doing really well right now. We have, like Anna said, different initiatives and things. And a, part, a lot of it is just networking and growing your network with McCarthy, building the female relationships within McCarthy, and then also externally with our clients and business partners and trade partners and different things. Um, so it's just been a great initiative. And honestly, I've been at McCarthy a long time, and this, I think this one thing has just really been a great um, growth for me yeah Yeah, just to because it I have I have focused more on the females at McCarthy and built some of those relationships that I should have been doing all along um, but you know just wasn't for you know it wasn't on projects or things like that with people and I just think that um, like I said it's just already built you know even Ann and I and different things that just we see each other more and you know so we can grow that relationship so it's just been real good yeah absolutely sometimes when you're the only girl in a project trailer you don't you don't really think about that but um, one of the great things in every community here in Atlanta I found is we've been able to create this girl gang if Mm -hmm. you will and so girl power exactly so we're always um, promoting each other Mm -hmm. and celebrating each other doesn't matter if you work for a competitor it's all about let's um, help each other out forces Talk about both of you are are project managers. So talk about the range of um, different opportunities within McCarthy McCarthy that are available for women. So I'll I'll hit that. Um, Like Anna said, I started, I mean, I also started in the field, um, came up, was actually superintendent, was the only female superintendent at McCarthy, the whole entire, you know, country at one point. Um, And then actually I had some personal items at home that I needed to kind of switch my time and I wasn't able to really be on a job site for those hours and five days a week or six days a week and I um, was it was given the opportunity to go into the office and head up our scheduling program Um, and then things have changed and I wanted to get back out into the field and kind of you know get my career and my mind back on track so I'm back in back running jobs out in the field so what I'm I just feel like they're they are they want individually us all to do what's best for us and so I think that they'll support things like that that hey now's the time you know you want to be out in the field and you can work those hours or be on that kind of on-demand situation and then um, you can have other opportunities like Anna said she's in the office Mm -hmm. you know having kind of a different time frame now she probably does a little bit more social events maybe at night or different things and you know the early mornings maybe are are less for her right Mm -hmm. now but um I just think I just really appreciate that they are willing to work with you based on your home life and your situation that you have, whatever it is, if it's children or just family members or pets or, you know, they're a flexible. Leak. Yeah, just they're yeah. just really willing to work with you. And it's not um, it's not, oh, well, you know, 
you're going to just have to stay at that or you're just going to have to make it work, that they'll work with you and give you different options. Like I said, I was in the office for a while. Um, there's other people that have gone from operations to business development. There's people that were in running jobs that maybe went to the safety role and just different different avenues mm -hmm. that um, have, you know, worked out and been the right move in general i think everybody's you know made the right move when they did that so sounds like there are lots of opportunities available a wide array yes Absolutely. you mentioned something that i'd like to touch on with both of you um and that's work-life integration so you mentioned having to take a step back and i know with all of the responsibilities that we have not only as women as employees and as powerhouse leaders within the community um, I'd like to hear from both of you how you guys kind of juggle your responsibilities personally and professionally. And we'll start with Anna. Sure. So um, I kind of like this surfboard, um, uh, you know, uh, analogy. analogy. Thank <laughs> you for the word. Um, so, you know, sometimes in your life, life is like riding a wave, right? And so sometimes you're going to have to lean forward and you're going to have to lean back. Um, so whatever that means in order for you to keep riding that wave and not fall off your surfboard, there's going to be times when you need to lean into your um, career a little more. And then there's going to be times when you have personal items that you need to lean back. And so a great example for me, at least for that, um, you know, Lizzie mentioned uh, how uh, accommodating uh, McCarthy has been for just our lifestyle situations is I'm also in the Air National Guard. Wow. Uh, and so in 2018, I had to deploy. So mm -hmm. I needed to kind of take a step back from my construction career so that I could uh, serve the country. And uh, McCarthy was fantastic about that, made sure that I had everything I needed yeah. set up. Um, but they also made sure when I came back, it wasn't like I missed a beat. It wasn't that, hey, you've lost, you know, six right. months of progress in your career. Hey, we're going to put you exactly where you would have been had you been here that whole time. Uh, and so, you know, just riding that surfboard is that, that work-life balance, success, yeah. uh, integration, however you want to put it, whatever makes sense for you. Lean into it. But absolutely. So there's always going to be times and, um, you know, I, I always say, especially for people that are early in their careers, mm -hmm. um, take that time to really lean in right now. Uh, so that way, when you do have to take a step back, it's not you can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and your leadership is going to is not going to even bat an eye. They're going to say you're so valuable to this company. Mm -hmm go take care of you and come back okay. a better person. Wow, that's amazing. You know, you and I have known each other for a while now and I didn't know that little nugget about you. Thank you for your service. And Absolutely. that's wonderful that McCarthy was able to just to plug you right back in. That really says a lot about um, the company that you work for. Absolutely. Lizzie, same question. How do you um, balance your professional and personal responsibilities? Honestly, it's a lot the same. I didn't have that awesome surfboard analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what I tell a lot of my team members right now. Um, I'm on a whole, I'm a, I have several jobs for one particular owner and on a few of them, we're kind of in a lull and I tell them, take advantage of this now because in six months, I'm going to be asking you to work, you know, a whole bunch of hours. So you need to just realize that and understand the construction industry is like Anna said, kind of ups and downs and different things. And there's going to be times where we, you know, need to have an emergency for an owner and, you know, need to run in and, you know, take care of it. And then there's going to be times like this that I'm like, Hey, it's noon, please leave. <laughs> like, go enjoy I your like afternoon. <laughs> um, but I would also say with McCarthy, they just make it so good good for us. Um, they just understand, like we talked about earlier, um, I'm from Virginia, my family's in Virginia, and they understand that I'm going to go to Virginia for a week mm -hmm. at a time and visit with my family, and they're just really supportive on that of, hey, take your time. Um, 
And so I just think that that's just so important to just say, hey, I'm going to go, you know, go and visit family mm-hmm. for, you know, a few days or a week and just kind of cutting loose and getting out of it. Unplugging. Um, exactly. Yeah. Unplugging. Um, so I just really appreciate that, particularly about McCarthy. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's well, and, and I think, um, you know, another like leadership tidbit in that. And, and so what Lizzie was alluding to is this idea of leaving loudly. Right. So making sure that everybody knows it's okay to take that time off, Hmm. that we understand that there's that work life balance. So Lizzie's going to leave for a week and she's not going to be apologetic about it. Right. And so when people have things that come up, they're then not afraid to come up to Lizzie and say, hey, I have this thing. Yeah. How can we work this out? For example, I like that. I'm going to start using that leave loudly. So when I depart, my family will be leaving loudly, okay? I'd like to ask you really quickly, Anna, um, in, in your choice of career path, kind of how you derived in um, deciding on construction, and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, reaching this point. Sure. So um, I uh, so I was in the military full-time for four years before I decided to go to college, um, and I grew up on a farm, and so my dad had three girls and one boy, and so by the time I was old enough, my brother was already uh, out in college and starting his career, and uh, so if there was any handiwork that needed to be done, well, I got to You're be it. the tool uh-huh. hander, so, um, you know, working alongside my dad uh, throughout that, I really found I had a passion for, you know, just the immediate results and the gratification you get from building something. Um, And so uh, the military really helped me in seeing that construction was a career I could take um, only because uh, in the military, men and women work side by side. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody has their job. It doesn't matter what gender you are. um, And we all count on each other to do that job or, you know, in extreme cases, somebody can lose their life. Right. right? Um, And so when the idea of, of getting in the construction industry came up, it wasn't scary for me anymore. Um, but the sad part on that is that I had never seen females in that industry growing up, so I didn't even know that was an option. Um, and so now when we talk about partnership for women, that's one of our big things is let's make sure that somebody can see themselves on the other side. Uh, so when we go to recruitment events, we need to make sure that we have that presence as well. Um, and so that's been kind of a passion of mine um, now, seeing that that was a missing gap for me. Um, but I uh, went to Texas A&M and got a construction science degree uh, and then never looked back. But I've worked in many facets of the construction industry. So I've been in the facilities management side. I worked for a developer for a while and then general contractor. So um, all of these uh, little areas give you kind of different tools in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when people talk about uh, their career paths and sometimes they're not really sure where to go in that or, hey, I'm taking all these lateral positions, um, you know, my, my advice to that is really just if that next step is putting another tool in your tool belt, Do keep, it. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like your tool belt analogy. I always <laughs> use the feather in your cap, but that's as old as we are. So I might we, adopt we to make your it industry on your point. There. Industry specific. <laughs> Lizzie, tell a little bit about your um, your growth and your um, ascension into your role at McCarthy. Um, similar on that, just growing up was close with my dad and was just kind of always the helper and kind of involved in projects. Um, realized I was good in math, so just kind of got thrown into engineering in school quickly realized in college that um, sitting at, in a cubicle at a computer was not what I well, need, was meant to be. <laughs> cubicle doing. life. Ah. Um, so I, I was, you know, I was getting, looking for internships and interviewing and, and seeing, you know, the design and they kind of are a little bit different life than what we lead. Um, so then I switched and got, uh, I had internships with the mechanical subcontractors out in the field and realized, yes, like this is this is where I need to be. Uh-huh. Um, 
So just like like you said earlier, started in operations, um, or it's still in operations, but came up through, and I had quickly decided that I wanted to be go through assistant super into superintendent position because I felt like when I got to be the boss, I wanted to know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I still feel strongly about that. And when I'm interviewing people, I you know try to encourage them to do that, even if it's for just a project or two. But just that understanding about running labor and dealing with subs and owning a project and safety and kind of wayward people finding and kind of how we how we do things i i still am behind that um i think being superintendent there's some days where i still wish i was a superintendent (laughs) um but i think coming up through um and doing that um you know it's just been a strong just well really good for my career um but not not to discount my mother she um she worked she was a healthcare administrator and worked probably 60 hours a week and i felt like i got strong work ethic mm-hmm. and and understanding that you know how important that was to be um just a strong leader from her so just had two great role models and you know just a lot of support at home um and honestly i just enjoy it i enjoy um i enjoy driving through downtown atlanta and Looking. telling people and say i did, I did you know that. not yeah. i did it but, but you know team, yeah, i was involved in that and mm-hmm. i led that and you know, I, I remember installing that mm-hmm. piece of glass and little things like that yeah. that I think that used to it didn't seem important, but now it's just Paramount. awesome and yeah. it's it's exciting. So I would be excited. Next time we're driving through Atlanta, <laughs> I'd like for you guys to point out some of the <laughs> things that you've accomplished. <laughs> well, let's rewind a little bit. And let's say if you had to start over from scratch, Anna, and you knew what you knew now, what direction would you head or what would you do differently? Yeah, so... Um, I think if I hadn't, so I'm going to have two answers. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll take um, it. <laughs> um, so if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't have been as scared uh, as early in my career. Um, and so it wasn't really until I started surrounding myself with um, some really amazing women that I saw what my career path could be. Um, and so I, I was told this quote once, and um, it may sound a little cheesy, but it really resonated. And it's, uh, so a bird sitting in a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because its trust is not in the branch, but in its own wings. Wow. And so that's like really, it was really powerful and just um, believe in yourself. Don't be scared. Go out and take a risk mm-hmm. every once in a while. Even um, though you might lose your footing. Absolutely. You can still fly. You can still fly. That's um, a great quote. So, and then the second thing I would say is um, if I had to go back and do it again, I would have maybe gone into a technical trade versus the management side. Uh, And so, especially here in Georgia, the technical college system is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we've been fortunate to do some work with them as well, but um, just the skilled trade uh, force is so in demand right now that I think people looked at it once that, hey, well, that's that's not a good career because you're gonna be working with your hands. Um, But when you look at now, we're in a labor shortage in that area Mm -hmm. and um, the, the salaries that those folks are now demanding is, is pretty astonishing. Um, and again, just that whole idea of going in and seeing something different, um, you know, you accomplish something at the end of the day and to see that progress happens is- Feels good. It really does. It, I, I like that a lot. And so um, I think I might have gone into a technical trade if I could do it again. Trade. Yeah. All right. Lizzie, what about you? If you could rewind the clock, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently leading up to today? I just wish I had been kind of like what Anna said I wish I had been more confident and just stronger on some of the stuff starting out that you're nervous and scared and and I see people now that I'm like wow 
you know, how, how did they get to be, how are they so young and already know that, you know? And so there's things like that, that it just, I just wish, um, earlier, I think I was a little bit more laid back and just kind of goes with the flow and whatever. And, you know, I just wish I had been a little bit stronger on things and, and more forceful. Um, I think I've, you know, obviously learned, <laughs> learned that now. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I like, like I said, I like how, I like how I got here. Um, I like having gone through the field. Um, so I feel like I'm in a good spot now. Just yeah. Well, your enthusiasm for your industry shines um, greatly, both of you. So I think that you guys landed where you're supposed to be. And like Anna said, all the tools in your belt just help you continue to grow. And the great thing is each day we add more tools to our belt and more feathers to our cap. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and, and, and to Lizzie's point, you know, um, that's one of the things McCarthy Partnership for Women is trying to do is, is create that, close that gap between um, realizing a feeling and, and um, how to overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. So as we see our young, younger PEs or project engineers come up in the field, we're starting to see that confidence shine. And it's because of examples like Lizzie mm-hmm. that they can see that uh, and kind and of emulate you. it. You, you too. <laughs> now people, now young ladies out there or just ladies as a whole, you were mentioning role models that you were looking for in the industry and there weren't really that were any abound. Now you guys are setting the precedence and you too are examples and role models. It's hard to That's like exciting. Yeah, yeah. Brag on yourself a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I just had a talk with my boss like a week ago and he said he goes, "You need to make her a little Lizzie." And I was like, "Oh. Okay, you know, I was like <laughs> cut okay. from the same cloth." Yeah, you kind of said that. And I was just like, make a "Okay." And but I, you know, then I'm thinking, "Okay, I can handle that." Or, you know, I know me, so I can do, do this, that. This this and this. Yeah. Hey ladies, before we shift gears, I'd like to take a moment to recognize one of our partners, Cat Rangers. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. Meow. There are lots of little furry creatures there that are looking for a home. If you ever want to just go and hang out with some pretty kitties, check out catrangers.com. All right, shifting gears back to our wonderful guests. Um, We are here with Anna Griffin and Lizzie Burge. Um, I wanted to chat with you really quickly. Anna, you and I met at Young Professionals, which is a fantastic group here in Gwinnett. Um, What other types of networking groups have you found value in that you participate in? And uh, what would you recommend to somebody that's looking to um, grow their business? Sure. So um, definitely the chambers uh, here in the Atlanta area are amazing. Uh, So I'm involved in Gwinnett Young Professionals and Cobb Young Professionals um, and sit on the the chair committee for the Cobb Young Professionals. And so um, those have been great. And I would encourage any young professional to get involved in those. Uh, And then, you know, the the great thing is about the chambers is everybody is really invested in networking and, and meeting new people. And the connections that I'm able to make through that have been um, just amazing. Uh, and just a, just the community here in Atlanta is, mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, and then on the industry side, um, there's a, a couple of uh, networking uh, Women circles. in construction. So Women in Construction. Mm-hmm. So National Association of Women in Construction. Um, 
And then also Circle of Trust mm-hmm. is, a, is a really good one. Um, we follow all the AIA, AGC, ABC, so all of those mm-hmm. industries. So yes, it does keep me busy yeah. at night now, Lizzie, as Lizzie pointed out. <laughs> um, but I, I will say like those are really good for specific industries. So if anybody is in the AEC industry, architecture, engineering, and construction industries, I would recommend them check out all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really about testing them out and seeing where you fit best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, just attend a couple of events, see what works for you. If you don't, if you're not meeting the people you want to meet, um, obviously let's let's go to somewhere yeah. else. But and also set up those boundaries for yourself so we can wear ourselves out trying to make everything okay. work. Yeah, all the events. Um, so just you know, pick a couple things that you think are highly important and if those organizations don't align with that then let's move on and, and find something that one. does like um that. and so that's that's really helped me because mm-hmm. i i did that and kind of got burnt out for a while of just going to everything spreading yourself then yeah but um absolutely every chamber uh here in atlanta has been amazing everybody is so welcoming uh, and the networking opportunities have been great good have you been able to derive any business actually from these events or through the connections that you've made or were they all just people that you're adding to your sphere of influence that um you could call upon you know as a connection one day yeah so um there, there has been a mix of both, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of the times we have uh, clients that we can't necessarily, you know, take out to lunch or take out to dinners, um, and so those offer a great place that we can go in, and network with Neat them. Neutrally, yeah. Yeah. So especially our public clients, um, and then also, you know, our private clients as mm-hmm. well. They're they're very involved in the communities, and so it's a great way to meet people at different levels of those organizations. We may know all of the facilities people or uh, and construction folks, but we might not know who their community outreach each person right. is yeah. or their nursing staff and so it provides a great way to to meet those people who again you know they may be influencers on who wins projects mm-hmm. uh, and so the more we can get our message out to that group of people the, the more people that know our name mm-hmm. um, kind of makes it easier to to go win some work nice yeah. Lizzie do you have the opportunity to participate in any events and if so what are your favorite networking groups well Anna invites me to a lot of the events so I appreciate that um, I don't I don't honestly participate in a ton right now, but something I'm just getting involved in is women in healthcare. Um, it's a national group, and recently they are they are starting a Georgia chapter, and I'm really excited about that one in general. Um, it's mixing the actual people that are work for maybe the healthcare companies and um, hospitals, then the design firms and even vendors to them, yeah. um, contractors. I'm trying to think. There was another avenue. Um, program managers, but there's one more avenue I'm trying to think of, but I'm excited about that. I think it's young. Um, I'm excited to get more involved in it. And what I was think it called again? It's women, women, just women in healthcare. healthcare. Very cool. Like I said, it's it's a national group, mm-hmm. um, and the neat part about it is you while you're traveling, it, it's not just um, Atlanta, that if you're traveling, if I'm traveling to D.C. Mm-hmm. and there's an event there, I could participate and meet some of those people. Um, so I think it's just, like I said, I think it's, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get more involved in it. Um, but in general, I've been, like I said, to uh, some several of the events with Anna on some of the groups that she said. And like she said, I'm not a particular member of them, but they I go and I'm treated uh-huh. just, just like, just like yeah. I am, you know, just like everyone else. And I appreciate that, like she said, everyone's there to have a good time and meet people. And there's no you know ulterior motive or there's no mm-hmm. intimidation you know you just yeah. it's just a great you know a lot of great events good um 
talking about initiatives, tell me a little bit about something that you guys are passionate about um, in philanthropy or an initiative that McCarthy as a whole participates in and giving back to the community. So um, I think as long as I've been at McCarthy, we have a we have an initiative. um, It will. It's just called Heart Hats. Taking into account construction Uh um, with the hard hats. Um, And so the original idea was that you had one day a year that you could just take off and and volunteer, um, you know, at an event. We're we're definitely doing them a little bit more focused. And Anna is heading that up, I think, in Atlanta. So she can she can definitely add more detail. But um, just trying to get involved in um, in items that our clients and and people that we work with are interested in mm-hmm. or some of their items that we have we um children's hospital used to call us whenever somebody was going home with an in a new wheelchair and didn't have ramps and and wide doorways and things like that so we would go in and and get some of our subs to participate and then do, we would donate material and obviously labor all of our management crew to and make then it ada compliant yeah so then wow. we would you know we would um we would build their ramp, you know, if they mm-hmm. needed a concrete or wood ramp outside their house. And like I said, maybe widen doorways and, and just do some general items to make sure, you know, the home was a little bit more accessible. You know, accessible. That's wonderful. Um, so that was an easy one. Um, like I said, Anna's heading that up for Atlanta. So she's got a lot of other items she can <laughs> do. <laughs> tell Anna. Yeah. So, um, you know, every McCarthy event that we host has some sort of a charity uh, item in it so uh, we get together twice a year as a group and we'll we'll do some activity whether it's um, benefiting the food bank or mm-hmm. we're uh, making stuffed animals for children um, but it's our whole company really believes in that uh, so here in Atlanta we are excited that we're going to be able to do a renovation for the Northside Forsyth Hospital of their courtyard it's a place where they're um, able to take some their terminally ill children mm-hmm. uh, or at-risk uh, mothers so it's a place where they can really get out of the hospital without getting out of the hospital and find some peace yeah absolutely and so it's a great space uh, it's kind of underutilized right now and mm-hmm. it's a little dark and drab and so we're gonna we're brighten gonna, it up we're gonna brighten it up bring in some new plannings uh, uh-huh. and make that a space where they could really use and um, you know give their patients some some sort of care and, yeah. and peace when do when are you guys um, doing that yeah so it kicks off uh, on Monday Monday <laughs> wow that's yeah. exciting hopefully think, it won't rain for you guys well it, yeah that, that's always <laughs> the the thing here in Georgia right is it's continuously raining but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll work through that. And then so hopefully uh, at the beginning of April, we'll be able to turn that space uh, over to them. So That's we're really exciting. excited. You'll have to keep me abreast because yeah. I'd like to come and check it out. Absolutely. I'm sure there'll be a, a big opening, opening of it. Okay. Too, so, yes. Well, I'd love to join you, ladies. Yeah. Um, what is important to you guys about um, being in a field that is primarily dominated by men and your position within it? You guys are making an impact. So what is most important to you about your role in the company being that it is a male dominated um, world that you're in? Yeah, so um, I think the most important thing is really to um, sorry, uh, be role models for uh, our younger generation. Uh, And so just that mentorship and sponsorship of of those folks is really important. Um, You know, when you talk about women in in this industry, um, the when we have male and female interactions, it's mm-hmm. really a face-to-face interaction. So it's us sitting across the table and we're talking about something business-wise. Uh, when we see our male partners uh, engage in the same thing, they're kind of shoulder to shoulder 
right? So they're engaging in shared activities, whether they're going golfing together or right. hunting or whatever it may you be. You golf too, though, and I, I do I know now. You do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so that that's kind of one of those things that we're trying to break down that barrier for our younger folks. We uh, can be shoulder to shoulder too. Absolutely. So uh, getting we've gone and done some golf uh, primers uh, with our women in construction group, which has mm-hmm. been awesome. Uh, we're going to do some clay shooting, bring in some clients Skate to do that. Shooting. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just things that maybe as we grow up we weren't necessarily taught Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's golf for me Mm -hmm. so this past like probably year Mm -hmm. I've been golfing I'm not great at it but (laughs) I found out that I'm not bad (laughs) so that's a good thing Um, but just kind of providing those opportunities that mentorship and sponsorship really making sure that we're um, pulling up Mm -hmm. um, the best and brightest talent well that leads me to my next question Um, what do you think the most significant barrier to female leadership in your industry is um, so in my opinion, it would have to be um, unconscious bias. So it's this idea that we like to um, be next to somebody that kind of talks like us, shares our own values. Um, but what that does is it eliminates the diversity yes. of thought. Um, and so uh, everybody has that within them. Uh, and so it's just how we recognize it and how we change that behavior. Uh, and so McCarthy's a couple of years ago sent all of our management through unconscious bias training, uh, which was really impactful because it made everybody realize, hey, I, I do do that thing, or I do talk over people, or um, maybe I'm not giving the introverts in the room a chance to, to speak. And so I thought that was a great thing. And so slowly we're overcoming that mm-hmm. uh, unconscious bias, but it's always gonna exist there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just need to, again, as more females rise, uh, we'll be able to, to kind of eliminate that gap. I like that. I might I might benefit from that class as well. Is it is it open to the public? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can invite me to the next one, Anna. I'll gladly join you. So a question for both of you is, as as powerhouse women, what is something that we should be doing right now to ensure success at every level for the women in our communities? So I think that ties on to what Anna was just saying about setting a role, you know, being a role model. Um, I think the best thing is to go in and perform your job, whatever that is, whatever role you have in your company, be the best of it, not be the best female, you know, just you be just the be the best. Yeah. Co- go in and do the, your job, and leave no excuses for anybody, um, you know, on the table. And and ultimately, you're setting up. You know, you are becoming a role model, and you're letting younger younger women see you perform and know that they can do that as well. Mm, I, I think like that's that. the best. Speaking of role models, and I know Lizzie, you were speaking fondly of your parents and Anna as well are outside of our parents because they definitely helped mold and shape us. Who would you consider a role model maybe in your youth and and today? Sure, so um, early in my military career, I had one of our chiefs is just the highest enlisted rank um, in the military. He really kind of took me under his wing uh, and and exposed me to facets of the military that I necessarily wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to see, but uh, he just believed in me. uh, And so that was, it was, it's kind of a thing I'd never had before. So mm-hmm. kind of a father figure, but at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he made sure that I was kind of looking at things through, instead of a tactical view, really a strategic view uh, and exposing me to um, leadership opportunities and um, just planting the seeds of, mm-hmm. hey, you can do this. Well, and at one point in my career, I was going to get out of the military. So I've been in for 16 years, I'm still in. Wow. Um, and 
I was at probably six years and I thought, well, I'm just going to go ahead and get out and, and start my civilian career. And he said, well, just just stay until I retire. Uh, and so that got me to 10 years in the military. And after 20, you can retire. So he was like, Is well, he still active. He's not. Okay. He's now he's retired. retired. <laughs> but he kind of got me over that mm -hmm. hill and, and, and made me see where I was going mm -hmm. uh, and, and lined out that path for me in my career. And so just the way he dealt with people, um, the way he made people feel good, he could take you into his office and give you a lash and you come out thinking like, hey, I'm, I'm motivated to change. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't just about, hey, I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. Now go leave and figure it out. It motivated you before you left the room. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And so um, and then, you know, just the way he organized and again, just got people behind him in order to create that followership uh, has always been a role model of mine. Very cool. Well, you're definitely an example of, of being able to um, juggle the two. You're still currently enlisted, you said, in the reserve, and you're balancing your your career and your personal life as well. So I applaud you for being able to make all those maneuvers. Hey, it, you know, it all takes that, that balance, right? That balance. We're on a surfboard, and <laughs> we're surfing. Lizzie, what about you? Talk about some of your role models. Um, again, I, th I think my parents were just strong, you know, strong role models for me. Um, there's definitely been different um, people at McCarthy that have just taken the extra time to make sure that I understood things and just supported me and given me roles. Um, like I said, just weren't afraid to put me in that superintendent position knowing that I was going to be able to handle it. Um, so I don't want to name specifics, but there's a lot of good leadership at McCarthy that are willing to get behind people. Um, and I just have always appreciated that. Um, so no one, no one specific, but mm -hmm. you know, just a lot of little things over the years. Very cool. Well, I definitely have personal and professional role models as well. One of them is sitting here in this room, <laughs> taking some great time to invest in me and my future. Uh, we won't name any names. I think it's very important to have a, a structure of resources available to you and have your tribe that you can call upon um, for support or even in a time of need. Absolutely. You know, I definitely call on some of uh, my former colleagues when I have a question or, or something that's you know in hanging in the balance and they're very helpful to me the yeah. last the our, last thing go ahead I was gonna say our um our HR director um is really big on the idea of a personal board of directors um and so I that's like what that. she calls the the folks that she surrounds herself with and they're not people at work necessarily right. but people that will challenge you and support you um and so having those different people on your personal board of directors I love that I um, like that we have our own personal board <laughs> Are there any pearls of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with that are um, climbing the ranks of a corporate career or anybody that is just out there kind of um, floundering about or anybody that's just listening and is looking for a tip uh, for success? What would you what would you like to say to them? Anna? Sure. Um, so I would say treat your career like a jungle gym. Uh, never get stuck on one path, especially if that path looks like a ladder. Mm. Um, just when, as opportunities come and they fit within um, the realm of what you think you want to do, um, just take on those challenges. Um, you know, again, they may be lateral, they could be up, they could be down. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as you're putting those tools in your tool belt, um, don't focus necessarily on a title or a salary, uh, just that you're making yourself a more uh, well-rounded person. person. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And I'm going to put you on the spot one more time, Anna, because you can handle the hot seat. I'd like for you to share that quote one more time because it was so profound and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And we'll leave on that note. Sure. So a bird sitting in a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because its trust is not on the branch, but on its own wings. Wow. 
And that will stay with us forever because this is evergreen content and it will be on the internet forever. <laughs> hey, I wanted to thank you, Anna and Lizzie, both for joining us today. And thank you for everybody out there listening. Remember, you can listen to our, bri- our live broadcast every Friday at 1130 a.m. on Business Radio X by selecting the Gwinnett Studio. And before we go, I wanted to remind you that Celebrating Powerhouse Women is presented by CAB Incorporated and also brought to you in part by our new proud sponsors, McCarthy Building Company. McCarthy is a community-based general contractor specializing in health, care, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women, which we spoke about today, believes diverse perspectives drives better outcomes and is thrilled to support this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. Hey, everybody out there, don't forget to connect with us on social media at Gwinnett Business Radio X. And finally, I wanted to thank you for listening. We will catch you next Friday at 1130 a.m. I am Amanda Pierce, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. (laughs) 